Lewis Hamilton is back on the podium. I knew you were going to start with Lewis. I mean, I had to. I called it yesterday. It's not. I, I think the biggest storyline was how well Max drove, but I we're Lewis positive pod, so I expected that. For sure. I mean, it's his only, it's his second podium on the year um, for a car that was, again, undrivable on Friday. It's good. And George finished in the top five. So what a great day for Mercedes. Obviously, that's going to be my, what I want to talk about. Yeah, I don't think it's a great day, though. I mean, you're, yesterday's pod, you're complaining about how, like, they haven't figured out the car. They still haven't figured out a car. So it's either great that they're getting mediocre results or you're not frustrated. Like, I think we got to get on one side of that. It's like, is it, is, are we figuring out the car and that's okay? Or is it like we need to be first or second? Like, that, that, that's, where I'm, that's where we're kind of with Mercedes fans. Like, A, we understand we're in this place and we can't be frustrated. Or B, it's just one or two. You know what I mean? And that, that's, that's kind of where, we, where it's like, it's hard for me to understand as a fan. For sure. I mean, it's better than finishing outside of the top 10 or 8th or ninth. So, I'll take Hamilton back on the podium any day. But, but I'm saying, is it a great day for you? Because they're still not competing, really? I mean, that, of that's course. What, they're not, I mean. We talked about this yesterday. They're not going to win this year. They're not. Uh, the pace is not there with the Red Bulls and Ferrari. But for them to kind of make sure that they can lock in third place, potentially second in the constructors, is great. If these other teams continue to have reliability issues, there's a chance they can finish second. Not that that's great, but... I mean, anywhere that you can improve on, I'm happy with that, especially with Silverstone coming up in two weeks. Yeah, so overall, I thought Lewis drove really well today. It seems like this is the first time he had the same setup as George, and I've been asking for this for quite they a bit. They said that. They said they put him on the same setup. I mean, that's what the broadcast said. It's not like, I don't know if Mercedes came out and said it, but I mean, this is what I expect out of Lewis, right? Like, when the safety car restart happened, I expected a duel from George and Lewis, but Lewis had none of that. Lewis was the better driver, and... This is what I mean by, like, I need to see this from Lewis more often because he was five seconds ahead on, I want to call it, what, 15 laps, 16 laps. So it shows why he's the better driver. It's about a third, uh, 0.3% per lap. So this is what I expect from Lewis Hamilton, not uh, losing to George. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there was there was a small, small chance that Mercedes could have had both drivers on the podium, but, you know, irrespective. Their pitting didn't make sense for George, Yeah, it, it didn't. It was too early, but um, overall... It, it made zero sense. Like, why would you pit George a lap, a lap after Lewis? And we don't know about the tire deck. Maybe George is running on higher t- tire well, deck. Because George had just been on the radio saying that there was, you know, the tires were struggling. Yeah, but my whole point is, is that why is, why, why is George's tires struggling? And I don't know if it was on the radio. Wasn't it just that's what the broadcast said? We didn't hear the like, actual radio message. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it was one or the other. Yeah, that's what the broadcast right said. After. So, yeah, so for me, if George's tires weren't struggling, I didn't understand the strategy because Lewis's tires were 10 laps younger. And they pitted George a lap after Lewis. So, to me, it just didn't make sense. But, obviously, the, we don't understand the tire deck until we'll find out after. But if there, was, if there wasn't enough tire deck and they just wanted to give George enough time to catch up, then that's a different conversation. But I, I d- generally didn't like the strategy. And then, obviously, the safety car happened right after, but you can't predict that. So, tough strategy for George. I mean, strategy finally worked out for Lewis, which is great. Took advantage of the first early stop. That's and right. I, I didn't think that was going to be a good strategy, but it did work out for him and Max at the end of the day. It did. And, um, again, Carlos Sainz had a chance there at the end. And, you know, do you, if you're Carlos, should you have just stayed out? No. Um, he wouldn't have made it. He definitely wouldn't have made it, in my opinion. 
You saw how much Sebastian Vettel fell off a cliff. Definitely. He just fell off a cliff. He was like in ninth, and he just kept dropping, yeah, dropping, kept dropping. dropping. So I, I think he, Carlos would have fell off a cliff, but man, Carlos just looks not impressive. Yeah, he could not close the gap. And the other thing, and it was just like Max again, just showing why he's Max. So why do you think he couldn't close the gap? I have my own theory. What did you have your theory about it? Um, well, he couldn't make up any ground in sector one and two. I mean, we but kept seeing that, he kept riding. Is? I think he was aggressive on the curbs. Um, and Max was just better. I mean, and also if you look at Max's exit out of almost every time they went through that hairpin, Max's exit was just better. Yeah. So I'm a lot of the lines, but mine comes to like, he just doesn't understand the car. Like he just, he's not willing to push the he car had, like Charles's. Like, what? That's kind of 15 full laps. Yeah, and, and he, he, just he never once it. got cl- closer than a point four, a point four, point four, point five was the closest he got. Yeah, and like you, like if you knew it was Charles or Max, they would have pushed the car a little bit harder and made up the gap so they'd have a better shot. And it just shows you like Charles is just a better driver, and Charles had a bad setup. I don't know what it was, but obviously he couldn't find the rears. He in couldn't the car. do it on the hard tires. They had to put him on mediums. Like, but he, I don't think he had grip. He 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 had the wrong setup. I think I think that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. I was, he was um, complaining about his grip from like lap five, lap ten. So, I that's on Car- that's on Charles though, right? The it's driver setup. So same thing. We he we couldn't get past week. Ocon, and I mean, he ended up finishing fifth. Uh, there was no podium uh, for him, but I guess I win the bet. Like Lewis got on the podium. You did win the bet. So that that's awesome. Um, what about let, your boy Bottas? Let, let's talk about that. I mean, great performance for Joe. He scores a second point. Um, Bottas was my dragger. Stroll was your dragger. I guess they both finished in the top 10. Well, Stroll went from 18th to, to 10th. Yeah. Bottas went from 11th to, to 8th. So it's not impressive. But um, I well, mean, I'm talking about like it's typical Bottas. He right can't race. Ran. He struggles to race and overtake Obviously, people. Obviously, he ran off, ran off the track early mm-hmm. when he had a little bit of pressure. Boom. Doesn't do anything th- for the whole race. So. I don't know, man. I, he's he's just on brand, man. It's typical Bottas on it's brand. It's very typical. Um, yeah, I mean, I have no comments other than Bottas is a very average racer. How many points does Mercedes have this year if Bottas is racing for them? Um, definitely not. Be, I mean, there's no way that he would have even been anywhere where George is. Yeah, so what do you he think? He would have been behind Lewis, you, and Lewis has had all these issues. You So you think their points are cut in more than half? More than half. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, George has been tremendous. And again, today, like, George made up four places. Yeah, I mean, you saw his racing instinct right off the jump. Right off the, right, like, from the jump, he was making overtakes. Like, Bottas only overtakes when he, he, it's the most obvious and safe overtake. Yeah, it's down the straight. That's typically Bottas' overtakes. And you you also called um, the guys at Haas. I mean, obviously, Mick didn't finish because of engine, but Magnussen finished last, like, Again, they don't have any race pace, and um, I don't blame Haas. Like in terms of racing, Meg got in low contact with Lewis. He finished twelfth. If you take away that pit, he's probably in points. And K. Meg had an uh, sorry, Mick had an engine issue. So, but Max still finished last behind Al- behind Latifi, seventeenth. Did he pit after? Because he was twelfth when I was. I didn't even pay attention to him. He stayed on the hards for, and then he pitted after the safety car. Okay, um, yeah, I mean. That, I, I don't really blame him, though, because he got, like, his, the wing kind of ruined his race. And, you know, when you get stuck behind Latifi. But, um, yeah, I mean, Haas is just unfortunate. Regardless of, like, if he got hit by him and Lewis got a low contact, it's just Haas is just unfortunate. And um, t- 
tough one for Norris on an old engine. I mean, he had a 30-second pit. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they had a sh- the shitty pit that they double-stacked, but then he was also on an old engine. Like, And then, again, like, Ricardo, you finished 11th. I feel like he should have had a 10th-place finish. No, I mean, I think every car is better than the, the McLaren. Like, I think that Lando was a better driver than a lot of those people, but when you think about it, I think the Alpine car is better than none. And I think that the, I think the Alpha Torque, uh, Alpha Romero car is better than than the McLaren car. What do you think? The th- Alpine and Alpha Romeo, I think, are are both better this year. I, I just think Lando Norris is a better driver than yeah. Most Lando of guys, can so. just extract more, and once he gets a new engine, he'll be fine. So, so I don't really think it was like, like, do you really think Danny Ricardo should have finished? Maybe he had a stroll, right? Maybe he had a stroll, but. Anybody else? It's just like nah. I think Ricardo's like below those guys. I just lost every, all like racing faith in Ricardo. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. Yo, we got to talk about our boy Ocon because we were talking about him yesterday as a just a good average driver. Um, obviously, Leclerc was struggling on the hards, but he did his thing, man. Not really. Like you don't. I still. You don't think the Ferrari should have just blown past him? He had no grip coming out of corner. You saw how wide Charles was coming mm-hmm. out of exits. So, no. Like, Charles clearly, his, he didn't have his car under grips on him. So, I'm not giving him any credit. Like, okay. unless you want to give credit for Charles having a bad setup. Is, is it is Charles have a bad I setup? I just think or that Ocon- irrespective, because, yes, he, he had no grip in the rears. You could see it almost every time. I just thought that based on the pure pace, for it was going to be an but easy he, overtake. But... You, but you don't have that raw pace if you can't hit your exits hard. Like, you're hitting those those corners slower. You're coming out of them slower, so you don't have that raw pace difference, right? Yeah. Because the difference between the Alpine and the Ferrari is, what, 0. 0.7 to a second? But when you're coming out slower, it's probably ha- half a point or whatever that is. But, I mean, I'm not going to give him credit, in my opinion, for Ferrari not figuring out the car. Yeah. The only thing I would fold Ferrari and Leclerc is they shouldn't have wasted as much time as they did. No, yeah, I mean that that's an issue. But, but then I think at the time he would have been behind a bunch of people. And, he eventually did clear. pit and he put on mediums and he made his way up the grid really easily. Yeah, I mean those cars aren't even in the league, right? But I mean, I think Ferrari didn't pit them because he, uh, they said he'd end up behind Vettel. But then as they continued driving behind Ocon, they got some more clear air, right? But yeah. obviously Ferrari had the terrible pit, like the extra two seconds or one point five seconds on Charles, which actually ended up putting him behind Yuki and all of them. But yeah, I mean, did Ocon really impress you? Like, I didn't see him do anything spectacular in defend. It just seemed like he Charles just drove never... another Ocon race. Yeah, so I'm not impressed. It's just what I expect from him. He's an average F1 driver. He did what he was supposed to do. And I also think, like, Alonso just has the worst luck this year. Yeah, Alonso had, I mean, they started having issue again, issues again with the, the power unit. But, you know, I don't know. How did you feel about him trying to go long? I didn't hate the strategy. He had a power power unit issue. Um, there was a lot of safety cars, which, you know, what do we have today? Three or four? No, three. We had two virtuals and one oh, actual yeah. safety car. So I didn't hate his strategy. I didn't mind it. Um, I don't know why they went on the second pit, why he repitted after he should have just tried to keep the position, but obviously, you know, you save some time on safety cars. I mean, listen, Canada is such a, literally you heard the air say, oh, we're in safety car territory. And then, Carlos Sainz said it. And then it happens. Right. And so, I mean, it was such a strange one. Like, Yuki just came out of the pit and couldn't turn. Like Yeah, they said he hit a bump. And, uh, I mean, your tires aren't warm yet, right? So I get it. 
It sucks for Yuki because he was having a pretty good race. But, he was, man. And um, it, it also sucks for Checo, man. Like, I, you know, if there's anyone I want to see do well in a Red Bull, it's Checo. And his transmission, I guess, or gearbox just completely seized on him. Yeah, you just hear the engine go. It was. It He's still in second, which is crazy. But is that, damn. are they sabotaging him to get Max up ahead? Man, I wouldn't put it past Christian Horner. I wouldn't put it past him too, but we so won't accuse him of that. Mercedes is now. Um, what's this? Twenty eight, thirty eight, forty points behind Ferrari. Which is, you know, it's not like they're close. Mercedes but is due for some engine issues and stuff, so I, I, I don't think. I think they'll finish third this year. Yeah. I mean, third is, this. I think, 90% chance they're going to finish third. But it is just crazy that Ferrari has struggled from a reliability standpoint. Yeah, the, that's a big thing, right? And like I said, I've been saying it. I know this has been a fun year in terms of racing, but I know I told you is that I don't like this year because it feels like it's more of a constructors than a driver's championship. Like, I don't have Max and Charles doing it. I have... Charles DNFing or Max DNFing at yeah. the beginning or, or in the middle of the year. So it's just, to me, it hasn't been that great of a year. Obviously, we've had some great races and fun moments, but I'm not a fan of, like, where Ferrari and Red Bull are. Because if you take away, sh- obviously, the DNFs, they're probably a lot closer. And obviously, you know, Charles took the penalty this week. So he really had, uh, he, he feels like he's been handicapped by Ferrari's strategy. But the strategy is Ferrari's team. It's not reliability. I mean, it's all part of the team, but I, I'm sure you understand what I mean. Yeah. Overall, though, I thought it was a, a fun race. Like, I enjoy, it was a lot yeah, of Yeah, Canadian Grand Prix is a fun race. I don't know why, like, I don't know, like I, we talked about yesterday, I don't know why the drivers love the Canadian Grand Prix so much, but... Record attendance? Yeah, I mean, they haven't been there for two years, so I would expect... And also, like, since they haven't been there, there's also been this huge rise in, obviously, popularity in this part of the world, and... I, I feel like... In Canada, I don't... Has F1 grown up Canada a lot? Well, I think naturally we're impacted by the U.S. Like, there's just more people that know about the sport. Then before I, I, and again, I could be just completely wrong, but maybe Montreal was just very purist, whereas, like, now maybe there's a lot more casual fans there. I feel like Montreal would have enough fans to support it anyways because they've been going for, like, 30, Long time. 40, 30 40 but, years there. So. You know, we heard, even on the broadcast, like, they've it never seen it that fill. Or that it fill, was sorry. a record attendance, so, yeah, shout-out to Montreal. But I feel like... um I don't know. I feel like the U.S. is always first and we're always second. So I don't know if, if the true impact has been felt in Canada yet. We'll see in a... I think we'll have to wait another two years to really understand because we'll see how the Montreal... On the grid walk, there was no celebrities. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there were, but it was a very, very, like, blah grid walk. But that's the issue, like, when I told you is that F1 spent so much resources to blow up Miami, but why aren't they blowing up, like, Canada? Like, if you really care about truly dominating and growing the sport to global sport, then... You need to spend that energy on all your races. because For sure. Because the other races, they kind of just leave it up to the promoters. Miami F1 was involved heavily. Yeah. So well, that was the thing I, the I said approach. back then. It's like, yeah, like they got to keep that same energy. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it's Miami. They should. Like it's Miami's promoters too. It's like, no, like F1, if you're truly invested into gl- growing the sport and Canada's still an untapped market as well, well, fly out the Leafs players, fly out Raptors players, sure. like make... I know Pascal Siakam's there, like whatever, but like fly out bigger Didn't even celebrities. Know he was there. Yeah, I saw him on Twitter. So, but I just want F1 to continue to actually grow the sport, and that's why I'm excited for it. They to go took to South the Africa. approach from Miami, like it was the only race that mattered. 
Yeah, and I, like a know. Super Bowl. That that's how, it felt so American Super Bowl esque. Um, but yeah, then the other tracks. But anyways, we're going to Silverstone in two weeks, mm-hmm. and, and you know that that's going to be um, that's a that's a race that you don't have to worry about. Like it's going to be packed. Yeah, Silverstone is always a fun race. I don't expect Mercedes to be competitive at Silverstone. I think Ferrari's going to dominate Silverstone. I have a feeling. That, that's kind of my early prediction. Ferrari's going to dominate Silverstone. It's going to be like a 1-2. And you know what? Actually, I can't even say that. I have zero faith in Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz is terrible. Oh, Carlito. I was like, man, can you, like, imagine? And then I'm like, and then I just said to myself, why am I even saying imagine? Like, this shit ain't happening. Yeah, I know you were probably, I, I was literally going to ask you, when you were sitting there, like, this is going to be his first, he has a shot to get his first, and my whole time. I almost like, tricked myself into it, and then I was like, nah. And, you know, the only the, the only way it was happening is if Max made a mistake, and the chances of Max making a mistake are so no, slim. I mean, we haven't even talked about Max because we jumped straight into Lewis, but Max showed why he's a world championship level driver, man. He showed why he's Got a off champion. to a great start. Like, it was such an e- I don't say easy, but just a start to finish. It's like what we used to see out of Lewis. Like, it was just a good race for him, like. Yeah, and even he made zero mistakes. He drove so confidently when sh- uh, Carlos caught up to him, so. Even with Lewis, you know, he didn't panic. Like, some years he might have panicked in the past. He just waited to pass him on the straight. So, to me, it was a textbook drive from him. Showed why he's a world champion. And I never really thought Carlos was going to beat him. I said to myself, I said, unless Max goes into a wall or runs off the track. That's the only way. Yeah, I mean, you you didn't see Carlos really pushing the limit. Like, he just just kept doing the same thing. Maybe I can catch him on the straight. He feels a little bit like Valtteri Bottas. He couldn't make up ground, like, in the tactical side of the track. Like, just had to rely on the DRS. And... Even with the DRS, it was never m- the closest. Was fairly yeah. Well, he kept fours. he kept uh, he kept losing to Max in sector two, right? So that's just what it came down to. And obviously, he'd win sector three and sector one because he had DRS. But Max just kept beating him in sector two. And even when he did, when that that one time where he did get it close, obviously he runs off a curb too wide on the, on his last exit. I know. So it's just typical Carlos signs, man. So and I, also we didn't even talk about it, but like Charles also had. His team had the shitty mistake in his pit where, where they were. I mentioned that earlier. It was, um, again, like, has, hasn't been a good showing for Ferrari of late. As a team, no, they, they haven't been strong. So, but these, I think, these are like championship lumps. I think you got to you gotta go through these to end up becoming a championship team. Obviously, um, under new leadership, they've their one under, under Bonato. Christian Horner has been a team principal, championship winning principal. So, I think this is just a learning curve. Like I said, my... My prediction this year, or what I expected Ferrari, was to compete for a championship. Their car had to be able to compete, and they have done that. Next year is when I will be like, if they lose, then I'll have a lot of, I'll be a, more harsh on Ferrari. Yeah, for sure. Um, overall, I think we saw some some flashes today, though. Again, with the Mercedes, similar to Barcelona, both with George and Lewis putting in some great sector times, like. What do you think about that? Like, do you put I any substance into it? Because every single weekend they go into the weekend and they don't understand their car. So to me, I don't. And, you know, we heard Lewis on the radio and they're like, no, like you are faster. And it's like, he was like, well, should we change the tires? No, but. But he wasn't faster. He just, he, well, he had. He was running in clean air. He had that air. fastest lap exactly but in clean air. He was running his own race, but he wasn't faster. We saw what the difference was once. Once it restarted, I mean, he finished, he ended up finishing seven seconds off. Yeah. In 15 laps. But my whole point is that, like, that's half a second per lap. So, 
But every single weekend, they go into not understanding the car. So, like, you s- we talk about flashes in Barcelona. If you're not fooling me twice. They fooled Agreed. me in Barcelona. Seems like you're a little optimistic, though, about it. I'm, I'm just bringing up the point of, like, it shows you how much they don't understand their car. Yeah, and that's why you said, what do I read? I don't read anything from it because, because they fooled see, me once in Barcelona. We'll see instances like Barcelona or today, and then we saw Bach. It was like, it is literally all over the place. Yeah, and I hope they figure it out because I want to see a three a three team fight next year. But um, even this year would be great. But fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, that, that Barcelona bullshit they pulled out pulling on me again because I was optimistic. I said, yeah, you know, looks like they're figuring it out. And then they go into Monaco. It's a shit show. Going to Baku. It's also another shit show. Going to Canada. It's a shit show. But they figure it out. So I don't know what it is. But I don't know why they always head into the weekend not be able to figure it out, and then they just magically figure it out. I don't get it. It's it's weird. Um, Their race pace is really good though. Like you have to give it to them. The I don't cars know. looked good today. Like they, it wasn't aggressive bouncing or porpoising. I would say I wouldn't say it looked that good because I like if you watch closely, and I could be wrong, but when you saw him exit corners when he was trailing Carlos or Max, it just. It looked like he could not do what those cars do. Like he'd run a little wider or he'd have to break a little earlier. Like he'd come out, he wouldn't exit as clean. So it, it wasn't wild, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't overall happy with it because it's just like they didn't seem to have the control. And that's, obviously they don't, right? But that's kind of where my thoughts are. And that's what really bugs me about it. It's like I, I would prefer if you guys had control of your car and figured out how to unlock more stuff. But that's just me. That's just me. Just Really, I think the only one today that looked incredible was max like max all of his exits like everything just looks the he is him and the car right now are rolling yeah i think the red bull car looked really good i think checo looked good obviously until his car blew um i think the alpine car is where it needs to be like it i think the car is where it needs to be but like charles couldn't figure out his configuration like what the hell like what's going on i mean i guess the rain and you know he's playing catch up because of the power units i get it but like i think would you say Carlos had his car figured out this weekend? I think this is like the best we'll see Carlos. Yeah, I mean, he was exit. I think the Ferrari car is really cool because it, it hit the curbs the best, right? It, all, it looked the best in terms of control, but I don't know. I, I would lo- I would have loved to see Charles in Carlos's position and see if he could have got more out of the car. Yeah. The way that the Red Bull looks, though, it looks like it grips way better. It almost looks like the car is on rails. Like... Handles the corner so well. Yeah, I I, th- I felt like Ferrari looked really good too. I think it's just Char- uh, Carlos, bro. Like that's that's the thing. If you it's swap like, Charles, does Charles get Max? I think he does because you got to think of it. You're telling me that there's not traditionally Charles is about three to four tenths faster than. Uh, it's not even traditionally. Are you saying that Carlos and Charles are the same level of driver? Not at all. That's what it comes down to. Charles is the better driver. If I put a swap one with Carlos, I think he at least gives Max a run for his money. Like I think we're talking about Jadal all over again. Because yeah. if it, it would have felt like that. So it was every time we run into a safety car and we see the you know the lap cars on lap themselves just brings up you know sad times. Yeah, I I I don't even want to talk about Abu Dhabi anymore. I've erased that from my memories. I mean, like I told you yesterday when Crofty uh, when Brundle brought it up to Toto, I'm just like, come on, let's just move on. It's like, do you think they're still haunting Lewis? And he's just like. You know, Lewis puts it in the back of his head, but I'm sure when he uh, when he's not racing and he just kind of to himself, he thinks about it. I'm just like, come on, Toto, just move on, bro. 
Just keep it moving, man. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tragic what happened to Mercedes in Abu Dhabi 2021, but, I mean, Michael Massey died for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, yeah, anyways, let's move on. I think, uh, I think this is really going to be Max's championship again this year. We, we said it's the constructors, it is, but I don't know if anyone's going to get Max. He was, he's ahead by, what, 45 points now on Checo? 43-ish? 44, 46 points. It takes one DNF to be a fight again with Checo. I know. How far is Car- uh, Charles behind, like 65? Charles is three points back on uh, Checo. So it's 50 points? I mean, it's one DNF. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a fight again. Will Lewis get ahead of Carlos this year? No. Because we're talking about a difference of 25. No, he will not. Yeah. The car is not good enough. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, it's definitely so not good enough, but we do know that Carlos is. Yeah. But do you think Carlos is going to make that much mistakes for the rest of the year? Do you? Okay. Do you think George finishes ahead of Carlos? No, I, I just don't think the car is good enough. I think that. F- so you think Carlos will have. I think I mean, George finishes fifth this year. And um, yeah, Lewis finishes sixth. I think that's the way it kind of goes. Man. And that's just like, you look at now the battle for fourth, like Alpine is only four points back of McLaren. How will that kind of f- close out? Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, McLaren's car hasn't done much. It's really Landel that's just a good driver, to be honest with you. So It's almost the same as what we saw George do at Williams. Landel's doing it at McLaren. Yeah, I mean, it's no different what Albon's doing at Williams right now. <laughs> Deep, it's no different than last year, though. Albon, I mean, Lando carried most of the weight at McLaren last year. It's Yo, just no different. I, I got to just say this because I was doing some research today. Do you know why Nicholas Latifi wears number six? Because he's from Toronto? Yeah, because he reps the six. I said, that's a disgrace. I mean, I, I appreciate he reps the city. <laughs> What's oh, wrong with that? No, it's just funny because <laughs> damn Latif, bro. Listen, I'm proud of him. At least he reps Toronto, bro. He has pride where he's from, bro, and I have pride where I'm from too. So I respect it. Okay, I, I'm not mad at it. I just it. didn't think. I was just like, I don't know if he can actually rep the six, but I mean, at the end of the day, he did. He will race an F1 for three years. That's the other thing that I again was completely shocked by. He his his first race was 2020 in Austria. Yeah, and then I always feel like he's been here a lot longer. No, he, um, well, he's been here for two two and a half years so yeah, far, right? So forty-eight day, entries. There's only what twenty drivers in the world. How many dri- F1 drivers have there been all the time? Maybe five hundred. One of them is from Toronto, and his name is Latifi. So he can't rep that. So I'm not mad at it. I do I like Latifi? No, but hey, man, I take pride in some of that reps where they're from. So hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, he did. He was born in Montreal. Grew up in in North York. So he was born in Montreal. That's right. That's where this dad's company is. I told you that Lance Lance Road would have a good day today. Man, Lance scored a point. Your yeah. dragger, I think, wins. Yeah, he went from 18th to 10th. Yeah. He automatically wins. Like Strolovich. Bottas went up three spots, and Lance went up eight spots. So Lance gets a dub. Yeah, we saw some uh, ag- a little bit of uh, aggression out of Joe today. Yeah, I didn't like that. Because he was struggling to get past Stroll, and he's like, I need more pace. Like, bro, that's you for you to figure out. You know what I wonder? If they had his engine mode dulled down. That's why he was asking. Yeah, if if they were complaining, if he was complaining because his engine mode was like, let's say it was at like eighty five percent, because you know they haven't had great engine uh, reliability, then I don't have a problem with it. Like he's like, yo, give me the pace. But if he's just complaining because 
they were not fast on a straight line. Well, that's not where your car's strong at. Your car's good at mid and low speed corners, so I don't want to hear you complain. So, depending on why he was complaining, it depends how I feel about it. Yeah, and a lot of these guys like Stroll, Joe, like they, um, you know, you had the the luck of not the luck of the draw, but the equalizer with the rain and Checo and Charles starting at the back, and then today with Checo's DNF. I mean, it just adds for people to get points that would never get points. Yeah, I think um, Joe grew up in Brit- British driving too, so he's a good driver in the rain. So it makes sense why he would. <laughs> he got the British drivers, man. He's not British, but he drew, but he grew up driving in the British uh, racing. So, but yeah, if uh, it sounded like that, he had another engine mode because they're like, just keep driving, keep your head cool. It sounded like he was asking for his engine mode to be unlocked, for sure. But you know, Alfa Alfa Romeo didn't want a little DNF with a little Ferrari powered engine unit. No, they didn't. Yeah, Ferrari's a disaster. We didn't even talk about it much, but last last week they had four four of their cars DNF. Or was it three? No, it was four. It was one Haas, one Alfa Romeo, and both Ferrari. So we'll see what happens with reliability for the rest of the year. But like I said, this is a constructors' championship. It's not a like I want to see Max and Charles actually go at it. That'd be like legendary. And um, another another tough weekend for AlphaTauri. They definitely don't have the car they had last year. I mean, Pierre had issues in qualifying, but he didn't look strong. Finished 14th today. He didn't look strong at all today. And, you know, there was three DNFs. Like, he just felt like he was at the bottom of the pack the whole time. So, we'll see. Pierre's stock is dropping. There, the races like today, they're just guys like that that get lost in the race. You don't even know they're out there. Yeah, I was watching Pierre a little bit, and I was just like, oh, it looks like he might make his way up, and then boom, he's just, like, chilling at 13th like, and 14th. And even today, like, it was tough because you didn't even get much airtime for Lando either, like. Why should, why would we give Lando airtime? He's just sitting at the back doing nothing. Bad pits, like. Yeah. That's the thing, like, you can get lost in the race where certain guys you don't even know out there. I feel like Lando shouldn't have locked into McLaren long term. I thought all along when George was at Williams, I'm like, man, like. It would be so much better if George was at McLaren. It's like, well, you know what? Now, George is having the last laugh, kind of. If I was Lando, I would have locked in short-term deals because I would have been McLaren. I would Or, like, and that's the thing, like, it would be so much better if Lando had the opportunity to be a Ferrari with Charles. No, I would wait for, I would have waited for Lewis to retire. I would have made that my... Pairing? That'd I would have made my, uh, I would have made my contracts kind of reflect Lewis's contract. So, like, when Lewis is up in 2023... I would have, I would have like talked to him and be like, I want to drive for you guys. Like, I don't know why he locked it. I mean, listen, McLaren just picked him up when he was young and he grew up McLaren, but that's what I would have done. I would have kind of mirrored my contracts to Lewis's contracts. And when Lewis retires and you go to Mercedes, Can you imagine with that now that's a lineup that would be incredible. George and Lando. Yeah, that, that'd be the best driver pairing by far. Who's the best driver pairing up to this point in the season for you? I think you have to give it to Max and Jekyll. I actually still think it's George and Lewis. I'm not talking about results. I still, I'm just wondering, like, do you, do you believe that who's actually best driver pairing? Because I still think Lewis is Lewis. Okay. And I, and I think George has excelled this year. He's shown that he belongs to the top seat. And I don't think that Checo's shown me anything new. Like, it's standard Checo, standard Max. But George has been better than what I expected. Are Lewis and George both in the top four drivers on the grid? Yeah, I think they're both in the top four. Uh, no, nah, maybe George is five, but 
Checo's like right there with George at six or five. You give or take, like preference. But I really think it's Max, Lewis, Charles, and maybe George, maybe Checo. I think you. Lando, I think it's a toss up. I think kind George. Of. I think George is right there with Checo. I, I would Lando. put him ahead of Checo. I w- I would too, but I'm saying I wouldn't be mad if someone told me they put Checo ahead of George, right? So, kind of when when I, f- I think obviously Max is number one. He's done nothing to show he's not number one as of last year. Then Lewis slots in number two. Then you got your Lando's, your Georges. Your, I'm sorry, I'd probably put Charles at number three. Then you got your Lando, your George, and Checo can all be intertwined depending on what you value. But yeah, I think Mercedes to me still has the best driver pair. I it's definitely not Ferrari. It's for sure not Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari has we said it yesterday. Like they made the mistake locking into Carlos. I, I don't like I said. I don't want to be present at the moment, but as of right now, it looks like they made a mistake. But I th- I think the best driver pairing sales in Mercedes. That's kind of my opinion. Um, could be me being a little biased, but I think Checo's really good. But I think George is better. That's just my opinion. I'll take. Who it. do you think's the best driver pairing that's not in the top, like top five teams? Not in the top five. It's got to be Yuki. Pierre, or do you believe it's like Bottas and I was gonna say Fernando and they're in top five. They're fourth. They're they're fifth. fifth. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. They are. So like out of the bottom five teams, you know what? I'll take uh, Pierre and Yuki for sure. I think it's Pierre and Yuki too. If we had Piastri and uh, Albon, I'd put them. Really? Yeah. I don't think either of them are better than Pierre, and I think it's I think Yuki's on the same level as as Albon. Mm. So like I'm not I'm not with that. You're right. I'm going with uh, Yuki and Pierre. Yeah, I think that's the easy call. I think Yuki and Pierre are just dealing with... It's, I, like, I think it's a car this year, man. Yeah, I they've also had really bad luck. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to call Yuki's mistake today bad luck because we know Yuki's a little eager. He's like a little firecracker. So that could have been self-inflicted. I'm waiting to hear more I mean, about that. Alvatore's sitting in seventh, and like they're not far ahead of Aston. Yeah, but they're also not that far behind Alfa Romeo, are they? They're 20 points. That's one good race. One good race is hard to come by when you're at the bottom. I mean, they had that good race last week, right? So it's like, you know, a lot of things are circumstantial, right? We also know Alfa Tori's had really bad luck. So has Alfa Romeo, though. So actually, yeah, you might be right. Alfa Romeo's had a bunch of DNFs this year. Shows had a lot of DNFs. Valtteri's had his fair share of bad luck. So yeah, you know, you're right. Their best... Finished the season has been fifth. It was Pierre. Which is great, but since then, not so great. But at the same time, though, I don't think that even though they're only ahead of Aston Martin by a little bit, you say, they're not in the same class. Yeah, like Aston ain't going to get points either. Like Aston's not in AlphaTauri's class. Like it's really the top two, then Mercedes, then Alpine and McLaren kind of sit in a class, and Alfa Romeo and Haas are in their own thing. Along and then you can kind of throw Alfatori in that that category as well. Haas is eighth. Haas is ninth. Haas is ninth. Uh, Aston Martin is officially ahead of Haas. Wow! <laughs> By one point, we have to do an Haas, a Haas episode. We really do have to do Bro, a Haas episode. Haas still hasn't upgraded anything to their car. So it's a money situation. It'll be I get after it. a summer break, right? But yeah. But here's my thing with Haas. Right, their car has shown it has better pace in every single car other than Mercedes. Wait. Qualifying pace. Like yeah, yeah, one qualifying lap pace. Sorry. One lap pace. Yeah, qualifying pace. Sorry. They've shown they're in the same category as Alpine and um Alfa Romero and McLaren. Like they're in that they're in that mid pack in terms of one qualifying pace. So do they have the weakest driver lineup that's not Williams? 
Um, for sure. Hard to argue. I mean, Magnuson finished fifth in the first race of the season, and then after that, it's just being downhill. It's hard to argue. Mick is... I was ready to come on this pod and destroy Mick, but then you found out it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Because Mick has got a lot to prove, and he'll have one more year. He's not getting canceled after this year out of his seat. He has one more year. They were talking... I don't know if you saw that today, but they were asking uh, Gunter about, the you know, is there pressure on Mick? And he goes, you know, Gunter today was kind of kind of deflecting and say, no, the German media is to blame for that. We've got a good relationship, which obviously they do. But at the end of the day, he then finishes off by saying, there's pressure. Yeah, but I don't really care because, Mick, if you want to, like, you, you have your dad's last name. If you want to move up to a good That's team. That's a lot of pressure. Ain't no kidding about it, but it does uh, at also some too, point Also, if you want to move up to a good team, like Haas, you have no pressure at Haas. You so got to beat your teammate. So if... I don't even care about that. If you can't deal with pressure at Haas, what makes you think you can deal with pressure at McLaren or Ferrari? AKA You're not getting a Mercedes seat. You're not getting a Red Bull seat. Yeah, and I mean, if if you're looking at your performance, it's like Ferrari's probably like, yeah, we, we can hold off on, on Mick. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're waiting for 2024 when Carlos's contract expires to see what he does. Like, honestly, right? I know, it's crazy. They Mick will wait. be like 24 at the time, 24, 25. So, actually, I think Mick is 20 right now. So, yeah, he'll be 23. 22, 23. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's your timeline for Mick, but if you can't deal with the pressure of Gunther Steiner... You ain't going to deal with it at Ferrari. Yeah, like, you're just, like, the two Fossey are different. Anyways, we've rambled on long enough. We don't have a race until we get the Silverstone, so we'll we'll come back to you guys with probably a Haas episode. Like, we got to talk about Haas. And yeah, let's, let's break down what's next for Haas. There's nothing next for Haas. No upgrades or upgrades on the way, but... I mean, upgrades are on the way in, like, six weeks because we're hitting summer break in, like, six weeks. So, because it's, it's mid-June and we hit summer break, what, late July? End of July? Let's see here. And then we resume in mid uh, late August, mid-August. Let me pull up the, uh, the racing right now. So, we've got Great Britain in two weeks. Then we've got Austria. Then we probably got... Then we got France. And then we're Then we got Hungary. Then we got break. So, when's the break? July will... All of August. Yeah, so as I said, so six weeks. We literally have six so weeks. We got four races to go. Yeah. Ain't getting better for Haas. No, but I just want to, like, talk about their drive repair and their season so far because they've just gone downhill after the initial, like, I know you came out and said, like, just, a, like, you didn't, like, put any thought into it, but you're like, yeah, I could see Haas maybe finishing sixth this year. Well, that's not happening, the way they're looking. Yeah, it's, it ain't happening. It's really not, and it's like, I was like, maybe there's a possibility too, but they fooled me too. Nah, man, they done. Yeah, but we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys sometime this week. We'll talk about Haas. Yeah, and then we got Silverstone on the come up, so lots, lots to kind of break. I want to see. It, I want to see a Charles versus Max duel like 2019. I need that from Silverstone. Yeah, it'd be cool if we got to see a George and Lewis duel in in Silverstone. Two British drivers. That'd be that'd be cool. I was praying for it today, but Lewis was just in a different level. I mean, if. If he had the same setup as George today, um, man, this is what I expect from Lewis whenever the setups are the same. Like, George is not, should not be in your class, like, really. Sure, and only the second time he's beat George this season, so. Yeah, I mean, both times he's been on the podium, so maybe that's the luck. Maybe whenever he beats George, he'll be on the podium. Especially if George is always in the top five, it gives Lewis a good chance. Hey, that's coming, like, that's coming to an end soon. George George's reign is coming to an end soon. But he has, what, a hundred and... Hundred and I think 
112, maybe. 112 points. points. He's on pace for without Valtteri Bottas in a weaker car. Shout to Dale. He's got 111 points, so good on yeah, him. Because he had 99 and he got 12 today, yeah. Shout out to George. I need him to beat Valtteri's points so Dale can shut up. And he's in a weaker car. For I real. would say a lot. Way weaker. Yeah, but we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.